Hi, welcome to the Guys From Podcast, just two guys answering the internet's questions. I'm Sean Cordingly. And I'm David R. Smith. Today's topic comes to us from a few different people who have decided, you know what, it's been too long since you guys have talked about zombies. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Well, uh, it was released in 1994 by Def Jam Island Records. It's about a five-minute track. Loosely, I'd, I'd say it's like an alt-grunge. It, it, like, it's about the troubles, right? But it's... Mm-hmm. Hmm. I, I assume you're talking about the cranberry zombie? Y- yeah. Yeah, because it's... When, it's been so long since we talked about Zombie by the Cranberries. Yeah, totally. Which is a great song. It is a great song. I yeah. literally listened to it right before you called me to start the podcast. Oh, really? I sure did. Just to get into the mood or because it just happened to be on? Because that would be very prophetic. It was to get into the mood <laughs> slash to make this joke at the beginning. <laughs> but, I mean, that's some prep work. And I admire that because uh, although we've been pretty good about prep in the last couple episodes, a little less so for me on this one. Well, but it it is zombies, right? right? There's so much that we can pull from without needing doing any work. Anything else? Like what else do you need? It's zombies. Yeah. No, exactly. But yeah, that Would you say that that is the best song by the Cranberries? That's a tough one, yeah. isn't it? They've yeah. They've got some really good songs. Like Linger is good. Um I'm trying to remember the names of some other ones i can't think of them off the top of my head because all i can think about is zombie (laughs) because it's so good Um, i think that's why i think i've listened to zombie the most out of any cranberry song so if we're going that way i'd probably vote zombie that's fair i'm pretty sure i probably have as well i have to the faithful departed was that the album that it came with that it was on uh no need to argue okay so Linger was um, that that one was on the Faithful Departed too. I believe so. Faithful Departed, yeah. Okay, Hollywood Salvation. That's the one. Remember that one, Salvation. When you're gone, free to decide, War Child. Oh, Linger wasn't even on that. Will you remember? Huh. It's been a long time since I listened to their album. Apparently, I got some some work to do ahead of me. But uh, where is Linger? Did I just did I miss it on No Need to Argue? I don't know. Because they only had a couple albums. But they had... No, it's not there. Well, so they had at least three albums with a great song on each one. And that's that's a testament of a good Irish band right there. Yeah. I didn't need to specify Irish, but I did. Probably not, but hey. <laughs> Too <laughs> but late now. We are. I'm going yeah. with it. Great. So, Sean, I've got a question for you. Is it about the Cranberries? I mean, we did. We are recording this just after Thanksgiving, so... Again, another reason why I thought it was an apt joke, because... <laughs> right? Yeah, that, that worked out really well. Zombies and cranberries recording just after Thanksgiving in Canada. Yeah. I like it. I think it worked out very well. This, like, we can just end the podcast right now, because we're not going to get any better than this. <laughs> Setting the bar low. Hmm... <laughs> Aim low, aim so low that when you fail, nobody even notices. <laughs> uh, well, the lesson here is never try. Exactly. <laughs> we are just all over the place today. So my question is uh-huh. 
sadly not about cranberries or the cranberries. Okay. My question to you is about zombies, but not about the cranberries version of zombies. There was a point where you were growing weary of zombies because yep. you felt that there was kind of an oversaturation. Yep. How do you feel about them now? Pretty much the same. Is that right? I don't go out of my way, but I do look for special or different takes on the zombie genre. Okay. The The problem with, and I'm sure I said this the first time we talked about zombies, but that's the Lost podcast, mm-hmm. so there's really no point in dwelling on that. <laughs> zombies used to represent something. Okay. Like, fear of within, usually. Right? So it was, zombies became popular during commun- the communist era, the Cold War, right? Okay, so yeah. there's that feel, fear that your neighbor is a monster, that fear that somebody else who you've seen every day could turn on you at any second. That's right. like That was the original non-voodoo zombie kind of theme, mm-hmm. even if we're just sticking that on top of it. Sure. Because it comes in the time and everything's kind of got that paranoia feel to it. Or they represented consumerism or something, right? Whereas a lot of them now don't bother with that. It's just, it's a cheap makeup that you can turn into a monster to make a horror movie. Right. There's no, I don't want to say hidden meaning, but there's no, there's nothing else beyond just the fact that it's, well, we need to make a horror movie and let's just throw some decaying makeup on somebody and now we've got a horror movie. Yeah, now they're zombies. Gotcha. And I don't say anything. Like if, if it's just a, how many times can you watch a group of survivors be attacked by essentially generic zombies mm-hmm. and they don't learn anything, the zombies don't do anything, and it's mostly just about the survivors yelling at each other and getting eaten. At a certain point, that movie, which I literally just described almost every zombie movie, <laughs> especially from the last 20 years, right? if that's all you're getting, what's the point? No, and that's fair. And I, I'm not necessarily – I'm not one to argue with you because I do feel like we have kind of gotten no, – I'm not as familiar with the, the 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 subtext behind the creation of zombies. Like George sure. Romero was kind of the, the one who really – Yeah, George A. Romero is the father of the modern zombie okay, film because he's the thought. first one that took it out of voodoo right. and put it into – so, like there's when you watch Night of the Living Dead, there's really no explanation as to what happens, right? Barbara and her brother are in the cemetery, and she's attacked by that man in the suit. Okay, right. That and then she goes to the house, and the house has got a disparate group of people in it. And then at the end, it's the hillbillies shooting zombies, right. basically. And so it's it is that you don't understand what's going on, but there's also Weirdly, there's unintentional civil rights slash racial things in it. Okay. Just, well, be, the main actor that they got was the best actor he could get. So that's his lead. It just so happens that he was an African-American man. Right. Which in 1968, to have uh, your lead be an African-American man, mm-hmm. that's saying something at mm-hmm. the time, right? Still kind of is, unfortunately, but more than. Certainly. I mean, generally in a, in a zombie movie or in a, in a survivor horror movie, if you have an African-American male... Typically, he's one of the first ones to die. A lot of the time, like I mean, when we were when we would watch bad movies, if there was a if there was a, a black guy in the in the show, and we would take bets on who was the first one to die and when they would die in the movie, 
generally somebody would immediately get you know it'd be like fastest finger to see who would get the black guy because it just seemed like the right choice except for that one movie where they threw everything i can't remember what it was but they were they were in some diner or something and they kind of locked themselves in um do you remember the one and like there was the the hero and like they kept giving these guys the titles and the hero came crashing in and you're like okay now he's gonna save the day and like two minutes later he ended up dying that was feast. Was that feast? And I yes. feel like not not feed because no. you didn't see that one. But feast was the one where they locked themselves in that weird restaurant, and yeah. there were the weird monsters outside, right? Yeah. And like Jason Mewes was in it for fifteen minutes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, feast. I, okay, that was feast, and there was I, I'm pretty sure there was a black guy, and you were expecting him to die because, but then because they kind of defied all the conventions of standard horror movies, he didn't die, or he didn't die first anyway. Yeah, he, he made it almost all the way through. Yeah. So. But there is that awkwardness of the 90s through the... It's gotten better, I think, because it was made fun of so much for happening. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of awful. Yeah. But, yeah, there was that period where if we grabbed a movie from then, whoever got the African-American actor usually won or finished second in the Who Would Die First. Yeah. Exactly, which, again, as you said, is kind of disappointing that it was like that, but that's a testament. I mean, I I guess George A. Romero, I appreciate that it didn't matter to him. He's like, you're the best person. I don't care what color your skin is. You're the best person for the job that I can afford. You're my lead. Yeah, literally, Dwayne Jones was the best actor he could get. So, Sure. Fine. Um but yeah, like I don't, I'm not super familiar with the the <clears throat> the subtext behind all that. But I've seen my share of zombie movies, and a lot of them are very similar. They're exactly as you described. It's you know they're they're trying to survive, and they yell at each other. I mean, as soon when you were saying that, it struck me as well. You've just described almost every episode of The Walking Dead that Close I've seen. Close to, yep. Now, full disclosure since the last time we did the zombie podcast i still haven't watched another episode because i'm 100 percent off the walking Dead. fair i think which premieres this sunday by the way it's the it's mm-hmm. the war season so those those yeah so those who are into it enjoy the the first episode i'm sure it will be great the first and the last episodes of the seasons are still amazing uh but uh Every year, I find in the middle, there are some draggers where it's just like, okay, we're going to talk in triangles for a while, like at Herschel's Farm, where every episode was two people talking about something, then two different people talking about the same thing, then one of the people from the original group Mm -hmm. goes and meets two other people, and they, like, it just, oh, stop talking. And that, that is exactly why I quit watching, was because I loved... The I loved the first season. I thought the first season was very good. I thought the, you know, I even watched the first half of season two when I th- I think that's when the oh, yeah, commercials yeah. farm is season two. Season two is the farm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I watched the first half and I watched. So I mean, I was really pumped. I was I I have a friend Kelsey and we were both in love with The Walking Dead and we would text about it every Sunday after it was done and just like oh my god this is amazing. It's the same friend who I phoned the day after I saw it so we could geek out on okay. it for half an hour. But we would we would text about that and I loved it and like spoilers to those who haven't seen season two of The Walking Dead which was <laughs> out in about two thousand and yeah because aren't we on eight? Um, 
I think so. Something like that, yeah. So those who are fans of the show will know what happened. Those who aren't may never watch it. And if you don't, close your ears for the next 10 seconds. Yeah. Close your ears. You're burning your 10 seconds. Go. Yep. Sophia died. So when that happened, I was... Like, even that episode was like, holy crap, that's crazy. And that was the the, the mid-season finale. Yeah, that was mid-season finale, finale. when they found that out. Yeah, which is also... I mean, that's a whole other tangent, but that's really weird to me. Like, when we were growing up, there wasn't really mid-season finales. It was just, the show starts here, and it ends here. And I understand that, you know, there's more special effects and more things you need to do and stuff like that. It's also their release schedule. I mean, mean, it allows them to split over winter without having to worry about the holidays. And they're shooting in Georgia. So you don't want to be spending... Like, you're going to get crazy different weather depending on when you're shooting. So their shooting schedule lines up to work with this better than it would if they went solid from, like, January till September or something. Okay. And that's fair. And I don't... I don't love it just because it's not what I'm used to, and it's I just find it frustrating. But at the same time, you would get a couple decent episodes because you'd get the the mid season finale, and then you get the yep. mid season premiere. <clears throat> but those episodes were good, and so I'm sure even the episode after the first one back after the mid season finale, I probably enjoyed. But then after that, I was like, oh my god, it's been the same thing for the last four episodes. And it was just, we stand and we talk, and then we just, we, we stand and we talk, and we, oh, do we go? I don't know if we should go. Maybe we, we won't go. Herschel wants us to go because we can't sustain everybody here, but maybe we'll stay. Maybe we can convince Herschel. And that was every episode, and it bothered me because I was just, I mean, there'd be some where you would barely see any walkers. It would be an episode entirely of the characters, and I mean, I was watching it because it was a show about zombies, and it was a cool concept, and it just... It turned into the, yeah. The thing is, is it's not a show about zombies. It's a show about the survivors, right? Right. And that's that's the disparate. Which, that's where you have that that break for people, right? Is because when you first get started, it's like everything is about the zombies. Rick's learning about zombies. There's zombies everywhere. He doesn't get it. Mm-hmm. They got to deal with it. This is an ever present force. However, at comics and series. It becomes about the warring factions, right? It becomes about the governor. It becomes about Negan. It becomes about the kingdom. And it becomes about all of these other right. people where zombies become nature, right? The, it, it goes away from man versus zombie to man versus nature. Zombies just become a part from a like a plot construction to geek out a bit about story structure, I guess. They're no different than, you know, at a certain point, I guess... If I'm if I'm understanding what you're saying, <clears throat> at a certain point they get so used to the the fact that there's walkers out there that they're no different than a deer in the forest because like oh there, there's just a walker yeah. let's just deal with it it's not it's not the the concern yeah that it used to if be. if the show is called the wolves gotcha and it was about how like a a radical nuclear test got in and wolves became hyper uh, like bred like rabbits and huge and man-eating, it would be exactly the same show. Mm-hmm. Because at first you're dealing with the whole, like, holy crap, there's six-foot-tall wolves that kind of glow a little bit and eat people, to, mm-hmm. well, now I have to go deal with that guy to trade supplies because we can't farm because a wolf's beef is gone, all of that sort of... Right. right? Like, it, it becomes... The zombies have become the nature of the society they exist in. Right. So they just, while they are still mm-hmm. a threat, they are not 
the main focal point of conflict. Sure. Which I guess so now now you're you're focusing on the fact that it's a dystopian society as opposed to, I mean I guess it's a dystopian society, it, predominantly because of the, the I was going to say the wolves because of the zombies. But admit it, you totally watched the nuclear wolf they're... series. Hell yeah! <laughs> but then I get bored because it, you didn't get to see the wolves, and it was all about people yelling at people, and then I'd be like, well, now I'm done with this because I want to see more wolves, and I think that's my problem is I I want to. I That's wanted to fair. see more zombies. And I get... I don't think the show would be this successful for eight seasons or whatever it is if it was a show where it was all about zombies because yep. then it's the same old trope, right? And then we get into... I mean, then we get into this conversation of it's been the last... You know, that's been the last 20 years of zombie movies is just it's zombies swarming and then people try to survive, but there's yep. just lots of zombies. So then... I don't know if you would get eight seasons out of it because how many seasons of people killing zombies can you... Well, that's just it. Like, episodes in the later seasons where it's, oh man, Negan is horrible and crazy. The zombies are still there and there's still some zombie killing, but Mm -hmm. you're focused on what Negan's going to do to the group, right? To Rick's group. And, like, coming into this next season, it's the war between Negan's faction and Alexandria, Kingdom, Rick. Like, the alliance there. Right, so they're okay. It's their conflict. P.S. There's also zombies, so you're still gonna get like the Michonne. Did you ever watch anything that had Michonne in it? I know she wasn't in season two, but did you ever see anything with her? Uh, I don't think so. Okay, she's a great character, by the way. Comics okay. and show, swordswoman, basically. Okay. Who, when you first meet her, she's got two zombies that she's hacked the lower jaw off of, chained to her. <laughs> with no arms and no lower jaw and they serve as her cover in groups she's badass she's really awesome Um, so so is that there's no lower jaw and and no arms you said right so they can walk but they can't grab or bite right interesting so then she stands behind them so it looks like there's zombies in front of her and she just uses them as cover to kind of camouflage herself right what a cool idea I'm writing that down for part two Okay, cool. <laughs> but yeah, like it's so I don't remember where I was going with that. I just described. You Michonne said there's war between between Rick's side and and Negan's side, and then yeah. with the zombies, then you were saying something about Michonne. So 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 you'd still see Michonne, like maybe she they will come across some walkers while they're hunting in the forest for deer. So they'll okay. still kill the walkers, but it, like I was saying, it feels like nature. They just are there. Will sure. there still be swarms? Yeah, like there will still be a herd of walkers hundreds deep that they have yeah, to I deal mean, with, right? They'll still throw that in. They'll have the car scene from last season, spoilers, I suppose, where they literally are basically with a chain between two cars just mm. mowing through a herd, right? Oh, interesting. So you, like, you still get cool shit like that, yeah. but a lot well, of things, it is the character work. Yeah, and things like, I, I haven't seen the episode, but I know all about the the Glenn disappearance with the, the dumpster. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there's still and, stuff like that, but it's okay. not the focal point the right. same way that it was in the first season. And nor can it be, but just because eventually they'd have to adjust. Right. But at the same time, it's just kind of like, well, okay... Fair enough. Yeah, Zombies. and I just I just felt like 
in my the way I thought it was was I thought they basically shot their their budget on the first couple episodes because there were so many zombies and everybody was all like the amount of prosthetics that they would have to do for every one of those people is is remarkable. I'm sure that had some to do with it, but I just thought it was like, oh, well, now they've blown their budget, so they need to film. 10 episodes where there's barely a zombie because they can't afford to, to do more prosthetics. Some but you're, of it. Is that right? So, well, some, especially early, sure. Yeah. But, but I mean, even then, zombie prosthetics to, aren't that expensive. And you know, Greg Nicotero is essentially directing and producing, and he's the, like, K&G, right? The right. The FX company? Yeah. So I don't think it would be too prohibitive, but... Yeah, and I think it was just the other thing is they they came out and like they they it looked so promising and they there were so many zombies so I got really amped up and so then when there's a lack of them then it's just like okay well so for me it was just like they peaked they peaked early and then I then they lost my interest but I also understand that I am in a minority because if it wasn't a popular show it wouldn't be starting its eighth season. Yeah. So. And it's it's all characters with zombies, but every show there will be a zombie killer too, right? Like you'll see a few zombies, mm-hmm. or a big herd, or something. Like they are always there, but that's what yeah. I mean by man versus nature, as opposed to man versus monster, right? Sure. The focal yeah. point isn't the same. Yeah. So now it's more now it's man versus man with monsters as nature. Right. Interesting. And that's something you can do in a TV show because you have x amount of seasons to do it whereas a, a movie i mean it's the same with any movie you can only have one plot maybe one or two subplots depending on how long the movie is and depending on on how well written it is but you don't yeah. have the time to get into five or six different character plots because i mean there's some tv shows i just watched i just finished watching the wire for like the fifth time and there's... <laughs> i was gonna say i'm like really yeah really what that you just watched, you just finished The Wire again? It was even from from when I was still watching the uh, what we're up to because I talked about it, what we're up to, right? Anyway, I I just rewatched it. I just finished rewatching it. It took me a while to get through it, but as I was watching it, there were some characters that you did like they had plots going on, they had they had storylines, but they weren't even in two or three episodes because they just didn't have to be in those episodes and that's the beauty about tv is you can you can get three or four different character stories and not talk about one in an entire episode whereas in a movie if you're establishing characters they better be there for a reason yeah exactly i mean in the walking dead Mm -hmm. there have been episodes which are entirely one character that if you stopped at season two you haven't even met weird like there's there's a woman who just you haven't met I think she was introduced in Alexandria I think where there was literally she got separated and the entire episode was her getting back to the group really it was a good episode cool but if you like if you had tuned in you're like you know what everybody keeps talking about the walking dead maybe, maybe I'll, I'll see give what's it up shot. yeah you would have it's like here's a woman you've never seen before and it's entirely about her Huh. Interesting. Weird question for you. Yep. Not a weird question. So are you have you caught up on The Walking Dead? I know for like iHorror and Zilla Suit you probably have to watch a lot of things like that, right? 
I'm yeah, well I'm I am caught up as far as now, but I do have some gaps in some of the middle seasons. Oh, okay, I see. Just because okay. there was a time where I found that I could literally watch four episodes a year and know the entire plot. Sure. Which I find very frustrating, but the one ep- the few episodes I do watch are usually the best ones, so it's kind of oh, awesome. Okay. <laughs> so it's like you have a little bit of a luck on your side. It's like, if I'm going to watch this one, it's probably going to be good. Yeah, and then I'll, I'll sign on to Twitter or I'll talk to the, all the people on Instagram or whatever, at Zealous yeah. plug, plug, plug. Yeah. I'll talk to people there and they'll be like, oh, that was that was like the best episode of the season. I'm like, yeah, totally was. <laughs> Ching. Uh, gotcha. Okay, so my question is, this is just kind of disseminated into an entire conversation about The Walking Dead, apparently. But it's zombies, so we're on we're on point. We're on um, message. Plus, it's applicable because it literally starts again in two days as of our exactly. releasing this, right? Yeah. So, so, fuck it. Yeah, why not? We didn't really have a topic. We're just like, we'll talk about zombies, and now we're talking about this. So, in the first season, Rick ends up meeting... I don't know the actor's name, but he meets a black guy and the guy's kids. The black, the guy was he was um, Morgan. One of the what's that? Morgan. Is that him? He was one of the actors in um, Lockstar in uh, uh, Snatch, I think. Yeah, um, he was. Like the, yeah, so that's like the only thing I remember. I think his name was Lincoln in Snatch. Anyway, does he ever meet up with those guys again? Oh yeah, he does. Hey. Oh yeah. <laughs> Should I? The way you say that, it seems like there's more to it. Yeah, there is. Kind of. So maybe when we finish recording this part, you can tell me. Because I probably won't ever go back and watch it, but we don't want to necessarily spoil it for people who are getting caught up. Sure. Okay. That's probably the best way to do it. And the actor's okay. name is Lenny James. Lenny James? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because it just seemed... Even when I was watching it, I, I remember... He's like, oh yeah, maybe we'll we'll meet up again. And he kept trying to get in contact with him, and then things just kind of spiraled out of control. And then they end up like he met up with his with with his wife and and Carl and and that group of people. And then they go to to Herschel's farm, and then it almost seemed like he had more things. He, I mean, was it Carl that got shot? Oh, when they were out in the trees, and then I think it was Carl. Anyway, it doesn't I think matter. So. Uh, that was I a long time it, ago. Yeah, that's... But I... Uh, anyway, so I think it was the... I think that's what was happened. But, like, there was too many other things going on that he just kind of gave up hope on, on looking for this guy. So I was like, okay, well, maybe he's gone. But at the same time, it just felt because I've seen that actor before and because, like, the guy... You know, it just seemed like there was more to it than just... Yeah, this is a one-time meeting. I felt like at a certain point down the line they would meet. It just... I... And that almost kept me going because I really wanted to see if they were going to meet up with Morgan again. And then I right. just never – I just couldn't get through Herschel's farm. Oh, that's fair. But I've heard – and like I've heard from different people that there's some some parts that I should really check out and then there's some where I can totally skip it. And that's, that's my issue is it's just – it's not – It's an inconsistent show. That's exactly it is. It's inconsistent and I just – I, like the hardest, like the hardest of the hardcore are gonna probably come at me for saying that, but it is, it's, it is very inconsistent. Well, and that's why I quit watching was because it was inconsistent. It was there were some great episodes with a lot, and I didn't even care if like 
yeah, you can get into arguments and you can you can infight and everything. It's just have it advance the story. And that was my problem is even if there weren't zombies and even if there were very few walkers, it just seemed like nothing was advancing the story. It seemed like every episode it was like, okay, well, they're going to argue about whether or not they should leave. And then something might happen, but then it's just going to be one person's going to go and scheme with somebody, and then somebody's going to go scheme some with somebody else. And it just never seemed to do anything to advance the story. I felt like they could have chopped three episodes off and not been on Herschel's farm anymore. And that, I think, is what what bothered me, is it just didn't drive forward as much as it I would have liked it to have. Totally fair. And that's where I'm... That's where my system of, like, first episode, something in the middle, finale... Mm-hmm. mid premiere something in the middle of finale for a couple mm-hmm. years there worked and i didn't miss any plot right and if that's that's not good that's not the, that's not the sign of a really well done show like again i'm gonna use the wire because i i just finished i just it's the one most fresh in my brain but it's one of those shows where if you miss an episode in the middle of a season you're boned you're boned oh yeah HBO is like that in general is you just you can't you can't oh, yeah. just miss an episode and then come back and be like oh well I can catch up I mean you can but you're missing a lot of integral plot lines yeah Game and of I, Thrones if, same way Boardwalk Empire same way yeah and I wouldn't say that's across the board for HBO because I think things like Oz while I enjoyed it you could have gotten I mean there were some things that kind of got plotted along but a lot of it was what was happening in the in the prison and not necessarily there's not a lot of story outside of that. Yeah, you but... would have gotten by, I think, if you'd missed an episode of Oz and came back, just like, oh, oh okay, so the, the Nazis are a little bit stronger, and that guy's in the hospital. Okay, exactly. Great. Yeah, okay, well, that's that's not that big a deal. Whereas with, with The Wire or Boardwalk, I mean, you miss an episode or two, all of a sudden you come back, and there's new characters and dead characters, and you are, <laughs> what just happened? Yeah, holy crap, I... Roger's dead? What? Exactly. I thought he was going to be important. Yeah. No, nope. exactly. Uh, spoilers, I guess, to an inconsequential character to Boardwalk Empire season four? Yeah, I think Three? it's four. Yeah, I can't remember. But yeah, exactly. Like, oh my god, these... This character that you that they set up, it's like, this is... Oh my god, this is going to be a guy, and then he's gone. Yeah. Or another character where you think, okay, well, he's so popular, or he's... You know, he's he's such a, an integral character. There's no way... Oh, and now he's dead. <laughs> oh, I thought that would... That's weird. Okay. Uh, I guess we'll go watch Meyer Lansky for a while. <laughs> I know he exactly. has to survive because history, so... <laughs> yeah. Sweet. And that's the thing. Like, Boardwalk gets a lot easier because there were some characters that had to survive because you knew what... You know, you've got Meyer Lansky, you've got Al Capone. You know that Al Capone rises to be one of the toughest gangsters in American history, so you know that he had to survive. Yeah, but characters but like who the were probies and stuff. I have no yeah. idea. Yeah, you had no no clue, and it's the same with The Wire. And I I was texting my friend because she was she and I were watching The Wire kind of in conjunction, and I she was sad about one of the characters, and I said, "Man, that's HBO." never ever ever expect that a character is going to survive until they get plot armor sure yeah occasionally one will get plot armor where you're just like okay i feel like they have to survive because fans (laughs) would burn hbo to the ground (laughs) if Mm -hmm. you killed this character 
before the end of the series. Maybe the series ends and everyone dies. Fine. Sure. But in certain situations, it's like, well, this character is way too popular, so we can't... I mean, yeah. And there are exceptions, but for the most part, they've done a pretty good job of not... Well, like Richard, they could have kept going, but the way they did his arc in Boardwalk works. Yeah, right? exactly. And, and to what like, end? Like, they've, they've kind of gone... They've pursued every storyline that was possible with him. Yeah, pretty much. For a character that was supposed to be around for four episodes. Exactly. So it's like, well, we've written him a bunch of different character lines because people loved him so much, but we're at a point where we can't... We can't write anything without it getting stale and repetitive, so we'll just gracefully end his storyline could you imagine if we had gotten like if they had ended richard's storyline and we didn't get that brothel scene oh that like where he's saving tom tommy tommy i was gonna say tommy yeah 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 where where richard gets his moment to shine and it's just like oh yeah no i i i agree it would have just been man i just can't think of what that show would have been like without richard I literally wore my Harrow security t-shirt yesterday. Nice. That is the only shirt, the only piece of Boardwalk merch I have is a Richard Harrow shirt. So That, that yeah. seems very fitting. I know the shirt. I've seen that one on you many times. Oh, yeah. I really like the shirt. It's a great yeah. autumn shirt. Before we end this side, because mm-hmm. we're going to move on to uh, Misty's question for the second mm-hmm. half, right? Yeah. What were the last zombie movies you watched? Just to, that way we're not entirely The Walking Dead. People, you love The Walking Dead. I hope you have a great time on Sunday. I will be probably, I'm hoping to join you live. If not, I'll watch it later and we can talk. Because uh, Walking Dead. But yes, what was the last one? That's a good question. It's been a long time since I've seen a scene of walk, uh, Walking Dead, uh, a zombie <laughs> movie. Uh, I have recently watched two. Okay. You talk about those, and I'm going to go through my ratings to see if I can find one. (laughs) Uh, I watched Resident Evil, the final chapter. Okay. The final Resident Evil movie, Wink. Mm -hmm. I I hope. (laughs) Okay. It was a Resident Evil movie. Sure. It was very awkwardly edited. Uh, okay. I hope it does not. I'd hope I don't need it for my top. Well, the guys from Ten for 2017. I really hope I don't. <laughs> uh huh. But uh, so if like if you're looking for a, a satisfying conclusion to the how many movies is there? Five. Mm-hmm. Six. Six, I think. Many, yeah. It it does that. I don't know how to okay. say it better than that. It's okay. It's a big action movie with terrible editing and some fun zombies, but it's mostly about returning to the hive. How familiar with Resident Evil are you? Uh, ish. I never played the games, but I saw the I saw the first movie anyway. Okay, well, the first movie takes place in the hive. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. In, Ra- in Raccoon City, right? That's where Alice is escaping. Right, yeah. So this is her going back to finish it. Okay. To wipe out the zombie plague and to find out why it happened and all that sort of stuff. Right. 
it was fine. Okay. The other one that I recently watched, though, is Soul Station. Okay. S-E-O-U-L, Soul. S-E-U-L? S-E-O-U-L, the Oh, okay. oh is in, like, Soul Korea? Yes. Okay. It is an animated prequel to Train to Busan. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. And how is it? It's not... Don't go into it thinking it's going to be Train to Busan. Okay. Because it is not the same. It is not as good as Train to Busan, but it is good. Hmm. Interesting. Like, I have Train to, to Busan Train is... to Busan. Ah, uh, okay. But it's, it's on, on Netflix, Netflix still, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I it still so. is. It's one of those ones where there's been a few movies that you and I have talked about that I have mentioned to other people and I'm like hey we should watch this and I'm like nah I don't think so so I feel like those are the ones that I have to watch on my own so I, I, I will probably in the near future watch Train to Busan it's awesome I know I know you loved it which is crazy because it's a zombie movie right it, what, yes mixed with a Korean melodrama sure and knowing the last 30 roughly 38 minutes that we've been talking and talking about how you've kind of been eh towards zombie movies considering that one came out last year it did that says something about the type of movie it is uh i am positive it was in my top 10 films of I, that, that's that's it 100 was because i remember reading it going sean has a zombie movie in here what yeah it's that good uh, okay. So that so that's why I caution people because I had this conversation on Zilla Suit as well, where someone was okay. like, "Hey, I really love Train to Busan. How was this?" I'm just like, "Go in with tempered expectations. The characters aren't as strong. You'll find them a bit frustrating. This is a lot more about Korean society, okay, and like the structure and the government structure and how that affects a crisis and that sort of right. thing. Again, the zombies in both Train to Busan and Soul Station." are representing something they mean something right so that's like that immediately makes it worth it so yeah if i'm recommending one or the other it's soul station it's available on shutter right now okay if you are into resident evil there's nothing wrong with the final chapter it's fine but Mm -hmm. if you're looking for a like a good zombie movie soul station is head and above better okay I have no idea what the last zombie movie I saw was. It's been that long. I went through my ratings and I was like, I don't know where I started rating these, but it's been a long time. So, so fuck it, do an ad? Yep, exactly. Awesome. Our second half is brought to you by corn. You probably hadn't thought about corn yet today, had you, Dave? I hadn't. But you should. You should. Everything has corn in it. Everything is corn. Zombies are great at hiding in corn. Nice. Why aren't you having corn right now? You're listening to me right now. Yeah, you are listening to me using corn. Eat corn. Buy corn. Live corn. Hey, corn, haven't had that in a while.
And we're back. Today's second question comes to us from Misty, who wonders, what would you guys do in the event of a zombie outbreak? First off, second question, I feel like we deserve a high five. Yeah, right? So, like, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it is quite obvious that we could have talked about the cranberries for an hour and a half. Oh. Oh, yeah. Or The Walking Dead slash weird... At this point, we're probably only going to talk about movies for that six minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... So, we could have we could have really prolonged that one guy into an entire episode, but because it's Halloween and because we're trying to condense things into a Halloween season, we figured let's try and get a couple zombie questions in. And this is a really cool idea for a zombie question. Yeah. But although, as we have said on previous podcasts, now that I don't have a conflict of interest, Mm -hmm. we can answer horror questions throughout the year and are more willing to do so than we were able to before. So we don't have to lock it into Halloween. Mm -hmm. But because you've all been waiting so bloody long for us to do this, we're trying to get through some of them now. Yeah. That way you can ask us about Happy Death Day and stuff later. Totally. Which, when I first saw the preview, I was like, I don't know how I feel about that. But now it's like, it's like Groundhog Day for horror movies. It's like Groundhog Day meets Scream. Yeah, it's a slasher Groundhog Day. Yeah, which is kind of a cool concept. So it might not be one I go see in the theater, but it's definitely one that I will check out when it comes out on video. Or comes out, Jesus, how old am I? (laughs) <laughs> when you you'll just you'll you'll grab your VCR and you'll write the director to see if he'll put it onto a tape. There you go. Yeah, I'm 90 apparently. So can you <laughs> make one VHS copy for me? <laughs> if you hand wrote that, a really great producer might do it. That would be kind of amazing, actually. Yeah, <laughs> we need to get you stationary. <laughs> <laughs> From the desk of Professor David Smith. I like it. <laughs> I think I just need that stationery in general. Uh, only if you put in like a picture in the background of you looking pensively out a window, or like thoughtfully holding a pipe or something, and that's on every page. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know what your stationery is like, but that's how mine would be for sure. <laughs> So, in the past, we have talked about zombies and why there cannot be such a thing as zombies, right? Right. I believe that was in the the original Lost zombie podcast. podcast. Yeah. Can you... Podcasts. We, t- we did two weeks straight on zombies. Right. No wonder it seemed like we talked about so much because we did. So... Can you just, before we really get into this topic, remind people why there cannot be an actual zombie outbreak? That's, that's, is that well, is that a loaded question? Is that too is that it, does that take too much time in itself? The only ways it could possibly work would be something like cordyceps, which is like a, a fungus that controls ants. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so if that maybe, and that's the premise of The Last of Us. Okay. Is that cordyceps evolve, and now humans can be infected by it, so right. they become not really zombies, but like clickers and stuff. So they essentially you lose your head to becoming a mushroom, which will then like burst out and cause spores. Right. Or tiny like nanite robots. Okay. Because you need something that would keep you functioning. 
Sure. And a fungus keeps like the fungus's purpose is it'll keep you functioning for a while mm-hmm. and then you kind of burst into spores, right? Sure. Okay. The problem that a lot of zombie fiction has, insofar as it actually happening, is anywhere it's cold, all of the water in your body would freeze. Right. So in a dead body, all the water would freeze up here, mm-hmm. and then, like, the assumption is like, oh, they'll just they'll thaw out and it'll be the same. But water changes size when it freezes. Yep, sure does. Georgia, where The Walking Dead is shot, or anywhere in the south where it gets to, like, what, 50 degrees centigrade, mm-hmm. rotting flesh, flesh isn't just going to stay on no. there if it's dead. So yeah. they're going to just fall apart within a week, mm-hmm. probably. Maybe a month. Also, if some crazy alien space ray like that amazing movie that amazing australian movie we watched that had zombie fish in it oh yeah (laughs) if if some sort of alien way for there to be zombies or the rage virus which makes just as much sense some (laughs) sort of crazy super virus that spreads through blood contact and turns like it loses all of your inhibition and you just become blinded and like rabid essentially right Everybody knows what to do. Yeah. Right? Like, every zombie movie's premise only works if there is no zombie fiction. That's true. That is... It's, actually, I've never really thought about that. Is because in order for it to not... For, for people to not freak out, they have to discover themselves how to kill the zombies. Yeah. Aim for the head. Aim for every, the head. Almost every single zombie movie you've ever seen, it's been like shoving them away. Uh, I've got a gun. Shoot him in the chest. They keep coming. I've been eaten. Yeah. Like, but zombie fiction exists. So what's the first thing? If Dave was walking campus mm-hmm. and it wasn't zombie walk and there was actually like news reports and there are actually zombies. Yeah. You know exactly what to do. I'm Grab a, a baseball, baseball bat, bat. Cracking a zombie in the head. Right. Yeah. So now could the initial outbreak somewhere crazy like uh north korea <laughs> or or like uh, a massive one of the super megapolis cities in china right and it rips through the like a lower income area mm-hmm. yeah sure if if the crazy virus that actually makes this happen exists right or works or and all of the other things aside that make this not really possible Mm -hmm. if we toss all of that away again aliens Mm -hmm. or cordyceps or whatever i don't know that it goes global yeah right like oh no there's there's 20 zombies that got off a plane shoot them like do you honestly think the american police are not going to shoot something That's I shouldn't be laughing because it's so sad and goddamn true, but that's that's exactly it. It's like if there's a kid holding a burrito that gets shot because the officer thinks it's a gun, do you not think that if there's somebody walking towards him going and he feels like his life is in danger, he's not going to shoot him? And if he shoots him in the leg and it keeps coming, and he shoots it in the stomach and it keeps coming, he's going to go for the head. Yeah. Also... If they were able to, what was it the the what the hell the Ebola virus was that the one that that almost made it to to the U.S. and they had to quarantine a bunch of people? 
It did make it to the U.S., but only a few people. Yeah, but they quarantined the people who had Ebola. If they can... Something legitimate like the Ebola virus that can sweep through and that can be an epidemic, if they can control that, do you not think that they'd be able to control a zombie outbreak? Yeah. So... Which is also not really possible. What's that? A zomb- like a zombie outbreak. Yeah. No. And so that's that's kind of what I was saying. Is it, it's not really possible. And so that was eight minutes of us as a precursor to pretend there is a zombie outbreak. What would you do? So now... Right. So Bart's read the book and they're zombies. Yeah. P.S. Uh, they... Much music... I guess it's not much music anymore. Much. <laughs> sure. They showed Treehouse of Horror or a Halloween special three through six on Sunday. Oh, those are the and best I was ones. so happy. Those are the it was best so great. ones. Yeah, oh. so I got the Shinning and Dial Z for Zombies and uh, Homer Cubed, Nightmare Cafeteria. Yeah. Oh. It was a good two that's, hours. That's a. That's a great couple hours um okay so so yeah bart so bart's read the book yeah and they uh are they brain eating like traditional the weird zombies are or are they just flesh eating i mean that's misty never specified so i'm gonna say they're brain eating okay well uh buy a football helmet and (laughs) well that was easy So flesh eating, you can get as if they right, right, right. So like the I'm uh, Sean of the Dead. If you get bitten, then you get turned into a zombie, right? It doesn't matter. Yeah, I I think it works that way. With did it work that way with the dial? I'm trying to remember Dial Z for zombies. They never really show. No, Flanders got. We never see what happened with Flanders though. Like he lets the people in and they go for his brain, and then the next time you see him, he's a zombie, but his head's fine. Well, because. So if we just work off of this, let's just work off the standard premise that if you get bit, you're infected. Right. Okay. But not scratches and stuff, because that's in some fiction as well, where if you just, you literally get scratched and it gets into you. Right. Now- Or rage virus, where it's a drop of blood falls into Brennan Gleeson's eye, and then he's done, right? Was that um, 28 Days Later? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Was it Brendan Gleeson that he gets it, that gets it? That way, yep. Huh. I forgot that he was in that. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So we're, we're going with kind of the, the, the standard premise. You get bitten, but you have to get bitten, which is why uh, What's-Her-Name has the has their lower jaws removed. Right. Michonne. Right. Now, can they... Because you said they can grab, or they can't they, grab well, because they, they don't have arms. Is there a reason why right. grabbing is bad? Well, if they grab you, they can pull you or hold you. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I see. And then other zombies can get you. Right. Okay. You should look up uh, either a still from the show or from the comic of that. What's her name? Michonne. M-I-C-H-O-N-N-E. M-I-C-H-O-N-N-E? Yeah. Cool. I definitely will. Okay, so you get bit, and that's that's how you get infected. So... Sure. Wearing a football helmet is not sufficient. No... But it doesn't hurt. No. <laughs> no, certainly not. I mean, in, in 
we're talking about a, 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 a situation where the more protected you can be, the better off you're going to be. Yes. Right. So, I mean... Bite-proof body armor. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so there's all these things that I'm thinking, like, on a from a basic level, yeah, wear something that is bite-proof and wear a helmet and, like, a face shield. Like, I'm, I don't have a football helmet, but I've got a hockey helmet with a full cage. Yeah, there so, you go. So, now I'm not saying that if I'm in my house that I have to wear my hockey helmet because that's weird. But if I'm going, if I have to go out... You need supplies. I am pretty sure that you are not. You are not a doomsday prepper. Last time I checked. Nope. So I am, I am the opposite of a doomsday prepper. <laughs> Dave has a can of Coke and a single plum. Yeah. That's it. So like you're gonna have to go get supplies at some point. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So if I'm doing that, I mean, I don't. I don't have bite-proof armor at the moment, but I have like leather jackets and things that are tough right like yep. carhartt pants and things that are kind of double seam double seamed and double double material and just things that are generally more durable right yes. so things that i'm gonna wear i'm not if it's even if it's summer and i'm going out in zombie infested worlds i'm not wearing shorts because <laughs> i'm just exposing myself to too much yeah you are so i'm wearing you know and so this when when my I used to live with Brent and Neil, I think it was when the three of us were roommates, um, and we had talked about what our plan was for the zombie apocalypse. Sure. So our basic idea now, it's tricky because everybody who is surviving is going to have the same idea as far as supplying up. But basically, Brent's idea was that we go to um, the gun shop in Inglewood. Oh just, yeah, yeah arm ourselves with guns but i mean you don't necessarily have to go to the gun shop you can go to bass pro or wholesale sports or canadian tire or anywhere that sells firearms now the problem is there's a good chance that other people are going to have beat you to it right but in this in the off chance that you have the the foresight to do this you go and you get yourself some guns now you get as many as you can then you're gonna have to get get uh supplies so yes it's the same thing again it's depending on on who beats you there but you know maybe you can get some hurricane shower or something but you have to go and get groceries <laughs> because you have to be able to eat but our idea so we get all of our supplies and we pile into like the back of my truck or something you know where you can get a, a, a decent amount of bodies in and our idea was to actually go out to um like Kananaskis area and go up to one of the fire towers oh yeah yeah because i've never been in a fire tower but i'm pretty sure it's a ladder it's not stairs. It's a ladder that you have to climb to get up there. Dep- it depends on how big of a fire tower it is. Mm-hmm. Some yeah, of, fair like, enough. I, that's what I mean. Some of like some of the more major fire points will be a staircase, right? Um, because it's easier to get up and down. Oh, certainly. Yeah. Whereas some of the more remote ones, the trick is the ones that are ladders probably wouldn't be big enough for the three of you. Well, then they're screwed. So, like, you'd have... But again, if it's just a staircase and it's wood... Knock out some stairs. That's not... Yeah, that's not that hard. Yeah, exactly. You can put your own rope ladder in. Like, it's... You're out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, and it doesn't... The rope ladder doesn't have to be that big. It just has to be 
long enough that you can span from like it you know it just has to be a, a eight feet off the ground so that way you knock out the first eight feet of stairs and so they can't climb yep so that was kind of our idea was that you just go somewhere high that they they'd have to climb up and then you just camp out if they come and somehow start and the reason we thought about the one with the ladder is because if they start figuring out how to climb there's only going to be able to be one that can climb up at a time yeah so then you just have to take shifts of stabbing the the one that gets to the top exactly right because if they're climbing the ladder if they're going one at a time you don't want to waste ammo on these things that you could easily stop just by kicking it in the head as it gets to the top of the ladder plus you don't want the noise exactly stairs it's a little trickier because if they do i mean what was that when e3 came out there was the zombie video game where you like you had to you you were saving the your friend they kind of showed some in-game action and like the it was basically like um the guy he ended up getting attacked by a bear i think at one point but there's also zombies and like he ends up exploding oh days gone days gone is that what it's called yeah. Yeah, okay. Motorcycle guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So in that situation, like, they were kind of climbing over each other. So if you get a horde of zombies coming at your at your staircase, I'm not saying it's likely, but it's there's a, a slim possibility that they may end up piling up enough that some zombies can climb up your stairs. If that's the case, then you need to maybe have some people shooting so that way you can try and mitigate the, the amount of zombies coming at you. If they're wooden, it's might even be better just to have some gasolined up. That's true, actually. That's a really good point. Then you just you have a like a compound bow. Yeah. That you could light or a Molotov or something and just mm-hmm. toss it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so this is like The only problem with your plan mm-hmm. is that it's totally reliant on a relatively quick solution. Right. Because what happens when you're in Kananaskis and you run out of supplies in 45 days? Mm-hmm. Then what? So, or say 60 days, because it's three of you and you're carrying a bunch of stuff in a truck. 60, 90 days, well, then what? Where and are you that's, going? That's exactly it. And so but at that point, then we hadn't really thought about that. I feel like then we'd start, you know, once you get there and once you you know you're safe, then you can kind of start making your long-term plan. I don't know. I mean... Sure, but what's the long-term plan? Right? Shit, like, I don't know. I haven't thought that far ahead. Well, that's why you're not going to make it very long. <laughs> well, we'll see about that. I don't know. So, like, maybe... Another idea is you try and find, like, a superstore or something where you have just a gigantic warehouse of food. Yeah, uh, then you've got other survivors that you exactly. have to decide what you're going to do with, and yeah. you're going to be in a major metropolitan area, which means higher likelihood of bigger herds of zombies. Absolutely, and this is this is the thing, right? So, you know, if you if you get to uh, you know, I go up to Barhead and I I camp out in the you know in the the IGA, IGA? up there. Then <laughs> of course, it's an IGA. It's not. Really, I think, it has I, think to it's be. A, I think it's a Friesen Brothers now, but it, 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 yeah, it, they, it was an. I, yeah, I don't know if IGA exists yeah. anymore, but it was an IGA for years and years and years and years. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure you're right. I think they sold to somebody. Yeah, it was Sobeys, I think, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> so we we get up to the to the IGA or the co-op. So 
it still has a fairly decent supply of food, but it's not quite as inhabited as, say, something like the Superstore in Calgary. But you're still yeah. dealing with other survivors. So at a certain point, all that food that is going to last Neil and Brent and me, all, you know, two years is not going to last 500 people two years. It's going to last 500 people the same 30, 60, 90 days. Right. And then then what? I yeah. mean, at, at a certain point, I mean, depending on where you are, you're going to have to start hunting or farming or both. Yeah. And hunting, it depends on the virus. Yeah. Because if it's, it's a viral, that just affects flesh. Zombie deer. Yeah, no, exactly. Zombie like, moose. Yeah, and so so you don't know. Maybe maybe you're accidentally in in infecting yourself by yeah. eating this thing that you think is harmless. Because how the hell are you going to know if it's a zombie moose or not? Well, when it tries to eat you, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> well, it's it's then it's it comes down to the nature of the virus as well, which you might as a survivor might not even know like certainly what if you'd have to oh man i was gonna say you'd have to kill somebody and see if they just come back if they weren't bitten to see if everybody's got it or not right right because if it's like if it's an airborne bacteria or fungus like the cordyceps or whatever if you all have it and it just waits till you're dead that changes things right yeah so then it doesn't matter you could go eat that deer Sure, yeah. Or yeah. those fish hit the North Saskatchewan or whatever, a lake. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't, I mean, again, this is, we talked about fishing a couple weeks ago and how terrible my fishing luck has been. But again, survival situation, I'm digging worms and not worrying about getting busted by the fish cops. Or a net. Exactly. I'm doing what I have to do to, to catch fish to survive, not not worrying about fishing regulations. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and that's the thing. Like, that's that's a really good point. But if it... So, yeah. Like, I never Dave, thought about... I'm going about... to ask you a horrible question. Oh, God. Are, I, are you okay? <laughs> Do you kind of oh. know where I'm going? I, I, I think so. What are you doing with Scout? Oh, yeah. No, that wasn't what I thought you were going to ask. I don't know. Oh, I... I, I look forward to you telling me what you thought I was going to ask. <laughs> I thought you were going to ask which of Neil or Brent I was going to kill to see if the virus infected somebody. Oh, no, I was much more serious about how this is going to be a horrible question for you. <laughs> I mean, the the answer is pretty obvious between Brent and Neil. Neil? But, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Neil. <laughs> I am positive he doesn't listen. Brent, I, I don't know. I so, don't think he yeah. does. But if he does, I'm sorry, Neil. Uh, <laughs> this is the one he decides to check out. Right. I don't know what I do with Scout. Like, in my mind, I think bring her because she's a good, like, from a guard dog perspective, she's not a good guard dog, but she's a good alert system. If something's coming, she's going to bark and let me know that something's coming. Right. Which is super loud. Which is super loud and then attracts zombies. But if zombies are coming anyway, then at least I'd rather know that they're coming and could get away, theoretically. But at the same time, if we're going up to a to a fire tower, then I've got to go down every three or four hours to let her pee and go to the bathroom. And yeah, unless which means, you're bringing up something that she can use for the bathroom to the top. 
Yeah, exactly. Like on the outside, bring up a patch of turf. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, so I mean, like, in... eat. Uh huh. I mean, <laughs> it depends. If if I, I don't know how many people are bringing their dogs with them, maybe the pet stores have a shit ton of dog food. But what you're going to use your supply space to carry? I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> I don't like this idea of not being able to bring her with me. What happens when Scout becomes a zombie? Oh, God, then it's an old yeller situation, and that sucks. Yep. If I you're get willing it. to make the noise to bring more zombies. Yep. Ah! I hate this game. <laughs> I know. We have I've... a better one after. <laughs> What's that? We, we have do... a better yeah, one yeah, at yeah, Endmore. Yeah. I know, I, I've thought about this from both perspectives. Like, is she going to... Is she going to be more of a help or a hindrance if we are on the run trying to survive from zombies? And I don't know. I honestly don't know the answer to that. Fire tower, hindrance. Yeah. Not fire tower? I don't know. Yeah. Depends on the to, situation. If we go to the IGA in Barhead, that's a lot different than going to a fire tower yes. in Kananaskis. In yes. So I don't know, man. It's a it's a tough question. Um, I think it depends on the situation. What what is your what is your game plan here? <laughs> Must deflect Sean from talking more about my dog. <laughs> no, but also I'm just curious because you've I don't want to say you've poked holes in mine, but you have analyzed my my original plan. So I'm just curious. How do you would you ever like in the the very unlikely situation? What what is your immediate and long-term plan. Get out of a city and find a place where I can farm and fish. Oh, okay. Yeah. Specifically, there's a place on the sheep that I've taken you to. Yeah, yeah. That I know is big, flat, open. Mm-hmm. Some tree cover, but not enough that it would be a problem. Mm-hmm. Would be easy to fence. Yeah. <laughs> grow yourself some nice crops. and I mean, it doesn't have to be big crops because you can, you know, you can just grow yourself a, a, a garden. Yeah. Then... Plus, river means water wheel. Oh yeah. Mhm. Mhm. <laughs> well, which means like milling is possible, or yeah. light electronics is possible, mm-hmm. like for lights and that sort of stuff, like an yeah. LED lantern versus yeah. having to go buy candle. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And yeah, I mean that's the thing is at a certain point, depending on how global this is, cell phone connections aren't. You know, you're not going to be able to talk on cell phones. At a certain point, gas is going to run out. And, like, there's a lot of these yep. this re- reliance on technology that we've had is kind of gone by the wayside. Plus, that place is very close to three different small towns. Okotoks, High River. Black Diamond, Turner Valley. DeWinton. Yeah. yeah. It's very, very central for sure. Yeah. And on the way there, picking up supplies is a good idea. Obviously, but I feel yeah. like guns and stuff would be easier to get in a small town. Oh, for sure, I believe so as well. So. And I mean, depending on the situation, like if you're, if you're, what's that that show that Will Forte was in? Was that Last Man on Earth? Last Man on Earth. Yeah. If you're a Last Man on Earth situation where you literally think that you're the last person, then you're breaking into houses, and there a lot of those farm communities. Yeah, they have gun safes, but a lot of them just just it's guns under the bed. Yep. And so you're you're you're. I mean, well, and in that situation too, gun safe. I'm gonna get into it. Exactly. 
Yeah. Like, maybe it'll take time, yeah. but if there's a, a gun safe that's still locked, yeah, that probably going to get something good out of that. Exactly. Yeah, and there's no honor among thieves, right? And if you, you do what you have to do to survive in a situation like this, and so if survival means breaking into somebody's house and stealing their guns, then that's what I'm going to do to survive. Yep. So... Yeah, and I and think, a I think bunch small towns is the houses. way to go. Sorry, what was so, that? I was just saying there's a bunch of farmhouses too, right? Yeah. So depending on who's made it and who hasn't, yeah. it shouldn't be too hard to find one. No, exactly. Where they were in city and got stuck or whatever. Yeah, yeah so, for sure. Yeah. And that's the thing. I find that really interesting. And that maybe this is a good point to leave off on. But I was driving somewhere over the Thanksgiving weekend because I spent a lot of time driving and I was just thinking about the fact that we were going to be doing this podcast this week and I thought it's interesting because like at what point do you does property no longer mean a thing right like my family's got a quarter section of land out at northwest of Cochrane another place I've thought about going should the, the zombie apocalypse happen but like you know when they hit Herschel's farm that is his farm but at what yep. point, like, because we're not always out at the cabin, at what point does somebody go and just say, well, this is my property, and I come up and say, or somebody takes it over, and I come and say, this is my family's property, they go, that doesn't mean shit anymore. This is a zombie world, man. Yep. Exactly. So it's just, it's interesting, because, you know, if I, I can't go to the government and say, well, this person's in my property, because there's no government anymore. Exactly. So they've put up their fences, their barricades, yep. they've armed it, they've probably started tilling. Yeah. Especially out there. Yeah. And uh, I was actually surprised that wasn't your first plan over Fire Tower. It, the only problem is the cabin has big windows, and it's Ooh, yeah. there. There would be a lot of work to do in order to make it zombie safe. Exactly. I mean, basically, the biggest problem is we've got like on the the west side the deck doesn't it doesn't take much to to get up and so i'd have to find ways to barricade we'd have to take out that deck and then barricade the the front porch to make sure that zombies couldn't get through it so there would be more work than say just knocking out a couple steps on a fire tower that's fair but there's Plus more deep woods yeah exactly i mean where we are in the cabin is fairly open but it's not open like there are to the north there's a lot of forest so so while there shouldn't be a large number if they start moving through yeah. in a herd to a different location, yeah, you've got problems exactly. where you won't see them very early. So then you have to start clear cutting, and then it's yeah, how so, much I mean, work is worth it? And yeah, yeah. So I would, I mean, I would use that. I would, I would for sure consider that option because there's a lot of animals out there. There's a creek fairly close, so I could go fishing. Um, yep. Like there are, it is, it is a good option. It's just, it was not, it's not necessarily the most viable option, but. Yeah, that's fair. But there is a good eating horse. There's six of them. See? Yeah. So, and that's the thing is that it's, again, it's survival, right? So fuck, maybe I bring Scout and Eater at some point. Yeah. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> well, I didn't even take it there. I that know. was all you. I know. I was more thinking about Scout eating zombified something, turning into a zombie, and then attacking you. Yeah, she might do that. She does like eating. Yeah, and just eating random shit, so... And you can't watch her all the time, right? especially when you're trying not to get bitten. Yeah. In your chainmail. 
Yeah, exactly. And my hockey helmet. <laughs> what a happy topic. Well, it is surviving the zombie apocalypse. It's true. It's not supposed to be a happy topic. But I think we had yeah. fun with it, for sure. Yeah. However, we're yeah. not quite done. Nope, we're not. But we're going to save the last little bit as our end lore. Mm-hmm. Which that means, in case this is your first time, or you haven't noticed us mentioning Endlore, we occasionally put random bloopers or funny things or just random chatter mm-hmm. after the end music. Yeah. So not today, every time, but sometimes. Not every time, but sometimes we do it. And that's why the time looks a little weird sometimes. Yeah. We're like, they're in the ad thing, but there's six minutes left. That makes no sense. This is why. So today... For our end lore, and often we don't tell anybody, we just do it or don't do it. Today we're going to tell you so that you know what to listen to. Right. Sean has found a quiz. A yep. BuzzFeed, quiz, BuzzFeed quiz? Oh yes, Masters of Science. Mm-hmm. Masters of Science BuzzFeed have discovered this quiz that will tell you how long one will survive in a zombie apocalypse. So Sean is going to read me these questions, and I'm going to rapid fire answer them and see how I fare. As of our recording this... We haven't done it yet, so I don't know how long I'm going to survive in a zombie apocalypse. Exactly. So that is something to look forward to right after this. Well, I guess that's it. Almost. You, Mr. and Miss Internet, are the lifeblood of our podcast, and we just want to answer your questions or have a good old chat. Do you want to talk to us on Twitter? I can be found at David Ron. That's Ron with two N's. Sean is at Sean Cord. That's Sean with a U. And we are at Guys from Podcast. You can email us at guysfrompodcast at gmail.com. You could Facebook us at The Guys From or learn Morse code because if the zombie apocalypse actually comes, that may be your only source of communication. And when you learn that Morse code, send us a question and dits and does. We'll try and learn the Morse code too and use our skills to answer your question. And then, provided we can still podcast in the event of a zombie apocalypse, we'll do a podcast on your question. Uh, Dib's not putting up the telegraph poles. Damn it. If you enjoy the Guys From Podcast, tell anyone you can any way you can, and the best thing you can do to help us get our zombified ramblings into more ear holes is to leave a rating and or a review on Apple Podcasts. We're available pretty much everywhere podcasts are found, including Player FM, Stitcher, Podbean, Pocket Casts, you name it, we're probably there. And if we're not, let me know and I will fix it. Hey Dave, is there anything you wanted to plug? After a conversation about ghosts last week, I've now seen The Grudge a week late. So I know that Sean suggested you watch it last week along with all the other movies I haven't seen, but now I'm reinforcing that idea to you today. Watch The Grudge. Sean? On our website, www.theguysfrom.com, aside from hosting this Brains podcast, we also write articles on things like music. That's indie music every day, throwback tracks every Thursday, movies, gaming, Brains, The Simpsons, you name it, we probably write about it. And where can I find all that again? www.theguysfrom.com. Aw, yeah. For more horror goodness on Instagram, check out at ZillaSuit. And also, Brains. Alright. Special thanks to The Sweets for our great opening music. Check out their website at www.wearethesweets.com. And also special thanks to Kevin McLeod at Encompatech.com for our takeout music called Fearless First, as well as today's corn music called Rainbows. 
This has been episode 190 of the Guys From Podcast, the uh, podcast. Thanks for listening. Once again, I'm Sean. And I'm Dave. Have a great week. And for those of you who are tuning into The Walking Dead, enjoy that too. The Guys From Podcast is brought to you in part by KZMB Radio. All zombie, all the time. That's a good reference. So Dave, yeah. BuzzFeed has has precisely and scientifically figured out how long you could survive in a zombie apocalypse. I mean, it seems like they'd be the experts. I don't know who else I would turn to. No. If it were not for BuzzFeed. Right. I would also like to point out that the first thing on the now buzzing side mm-hmm. is 22 tweets only Newfoundlanders will understand. <laughs> So if they can't nail how long Dave will live in a zombie apocalypse, I don't know who will. Well, this is this is going to be perfect. So essentially the way this works mm-hmm. is it has it's a bunch of single sentences where it talks specifically about you and I choose all that apply. Okay. So all I need to know is whether or not the sentence I say applies to you or not. Okay. And then I will check it, and we will go through, and we will see how long you would survive in a zombie apocalypse. Okay, great. This is this is precise data, so I know that like when the zombie apocalypse happens, I know exactly how long I'll be able to survive. You will literally have a death clock. <laughs> Perfect. That's what everybody <laughs> wants, is a death clock. <laughs> Maybe with a doodle of yourself dressed as a cowboy? Sure, yeah. I- I finally got a Futurama reference in. <laughs> They're hard. They are. They're much harder than, than Simpsons references, for sure. Okay, so okay. here we go. Yeah. I, Dave, do you like camping? I do. Can you start a fire? I can. Can you start a fire from scratch? Yes. Can you start a fire if shown how? Probably. <laughs> yes. So essentially that's like a, a new way to do it. It's like, because you, you've never done it with the bow and stick. Right, 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 right. Okay. Yeah, then yes. Yes, I could. Can you start a fire with a lighter? Yes. <laughs> I hope I, I, so. I'm co- we're, we're covering redundancies. Yeah, yeah. And I, that's why I feel the science flowing through us. BuzzFeed is very thorough about our fire making skills. Yes. Yeah. I am in pretty good shape. Oh, is that? No. So I won't check that one. Yeah. Dave, are you pretty healthy? Yes. Can you carry 50 pounds? 
is that it? There's no. There's, oh, it, it keeps going up. I uh, no, I just mean like there's no like. Am I carrying fifty pounds in a backpack? Is it over my shoulder? Like, is it? Can you carry fifty pounds? Yes. Can you carry seventy five pounds? Yes. Can you carry a hundred no. pounds? So then I will skip the next one. What was the next one? Can you a hundred and fifty? Okay, that's what I would have guessed. <laughs> I mean, uh, the next one's about your uh, your proclivity for walking. Uh, I just feel like I could skip that. I just so I'm just gonna stop right there because technically, like I can carry somebody who is a hundred pounds over my shoulder, but like just sure. walking with a hundred pound rock is not the same, right? Like so, I mean, it's just it's. Can you carry a hundred pounds of supplies? Nah. Uh, yes, I'm From gonna say yes Calgary on that, but not on a hundred tower. Okay. Yeah. Shall we continue? Yes. Good. Can you cook? Yes. Can you cook over open flames? Yes. Do you know how to safely forage without poisoning yourself? No. Do you know the difference between edible mushrooms and poisonous ones? 100% no. How about berries? Uh, no. Not not enough that I feel comfortable doing it. Do you know what poison oak looks like? Poison oak? No. Yes. Do you know how to hunt? Yes. Are you willing to hunt? Yes. Do you know how to set a trap for small game? Nope. How about large game? Nope. Do you know how to butcher and clean an animal? No, actually, which is weird, but no. Would you be willing to? Mm Mm-hmm. Do you know how to farm? Ish. It'd be like garden, basically. Do you know how to ride one of those eating horses? I do. Can you walk a long distance? I can. It's a fair question. It is a fair question. Can you run fast? No, not anymore. Do you have a good sense of your surroundings? Generally. I'll take that as a yes. Yeah. Do you know uh, how to jumpstart a car? No. Do you know how engines work? <laughs> uh, I'm going to say no. I have okay. a general idea, but not enough that I could fix one, so no. Especially the modern ones. Yeah. Like, if you found, like, a, a car from the 60s, Maybe. you can usually kind of work out, like, okay, this belt is frayed. If yeah. I replace this belt, maybe it'll work. Spark plugs. Exactly. Great. Yeah. But these now it's just like a plastic casing you're supposed to plug a computer <laughs> into. It's like, I have no idea. Exactly. Uh, do you know how to siphon gas? Yes. Can you be quiet? <laughs> Depends on who you ask. Um, I, yes, I can. Okay. Are you okay being alone? Yep. Do you work best in a group? No. Probably true. Uh, I find, I mean, I hate a group work in university, but I find the the more bodies, the more frustrated I get. So no, I can't. I, I work better alone, or if, uh, uh, with fewer people. Okay, well, it's literally just you work best in a group. Yeah. So then I'm gonna say no. Probably not. Are you willing to eat canned food? I do it all the time. Yes. Are you willing to eat canned food with no expiration date? Yeah. So like an unmarked can of food. If it's a, if it's a survival situation, I'm going to take my chances. Yes. Uh, I know you know how to use a gun, so I don't have to ask. Mm-hmm. Do you know how to make your own explosives? No. Well, uh, no. You had to think about that. Well, it was like, I can make things explode, but that's not the same as making an explosive. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Do you know how to use a shotgun? Yes. Do you know how to make booby traps? No, not really. Do you know how to use a rifle? Yeah. Do you know how to throw a knife? Yes. 
Do you know how to wield a knife? Yes. Do you know how to wield a sword? Uh, I'm good. I mean... It's I, not just a big knife. Probably not. I okay. have an idea, but I've never been trained, so no. Well, it, it would be something that you could practice at, yeah. but as of today... No, exactly. Like, I couldn't hand you my sword and be like, Hey, Dave, go kill some zombies. Be like, great. <laughs> uh, you might. Uh, do you know how to fight? I'm going to say no. I have a general idea, but I've never fought and I've never really had to. Okay. So I don't know how I would fare in a fight, so I'm going to say no. Do you know martial arts? I will go with no. Oh, did I? Oh, yeah. Sorry, I said no. Okay. It was just really quiet, apparently. Or the feedback or something, because we're yeah. in different places. Uh, do you know how to use a bow and arrow? Yes. Do you know how to use a crossbow? No. I've got, again, I've got an idea, but I've never used one, so no. Okay, so same basic premise as if you found a crossbow, you could probably figure it out. Yeah. Especially if it's one of the modern ones where it's literally just like pull to knock, bolt, exactly. trigger. Yeah. Do you know how to use a grenade? Pull the pin and throw it. So, yes? Okay. Uh, do you know how to dress a wound? Yes. Do you know how to make a tourniquet? Yes. Do you know where uh, the major... Actually, oh. no, because technically they never they never taught us that in first aid because they're just like, don't. Don't make a tourniquet. Okay. So, no. I technically do not know how to make a tourniquet. I know that, know- again, I know the general idea, but not safely. It's like a sword. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Swords and tourniquets, Dave screwed. <laughs> Do you know where the major arteries are located? Yes. Do you know how to make medicine from herbs and plants? Elmo! Are you close to your family? Uh, Keeping in mind they don't listen. I, well, I was wondering... <laughs> well, are we talking proximity or, like, relationship-wise? I feel it's relationship-wise. Then Yes. Because the next question is, would you do anything to protect your family? Yes. Do you value all human life? No. Are you willing to give people the benefit of the doubt? Yes. Are you untrustworthy of others? No, probably to a fault. Are you willing to steal, considering we already talked about this? Yeah. Are you good at stealing? No. Well, no. <laughs> oh my okay the next two are amazing okay do you have a flexible moral compass <laughs> that's a phenomenal question yes do you own an actual compass no i huh. love that they put those together that was amazing yeah. uh can you navigate by star no can you read a map yeah do you know how to pick a lock no do you know how to climb a tree? Yes, I'm very good at that. Are you scared of the dark? I fucking hope not. I'm in theater, man. <laughs> Are you scared of the woods? No. Are you scared of the woods at night? No. I'm one of the people who taught you how to fish, so I yeah. feel pretty good with checking that one off. Mm-hmm. Do you know how to clean a fish? Yeah. Do you know how to make a fishing rod? Yeah, I have a general idea. I've never made one, but I have an idea of how to do it. Can you swim? Yes. Can you swim across a lake? Yes. Do you know the Heimlich? It's actually called chest chest compressions now? Ch- it stomach is. Stomach thrust? But yeah. Yes, I do. Uh, yeah. com- it's compression method? That, yeah, exactly. Because like yeah. apparently the Heimlich's family was going to sue because, or they want to copyright the name because he's the one who invented it. He's like, well, then we'll just call it something else, you idiots. Yeah. 
So yeah, yes, I do. Do you faint at the sight of blood? No. Can you hike a mountain? Yes. Can you go a week without eating? No. Could you go three days without water? No. Do you know how to purify water? Uh, no, not officially, no. Can you go weeks without bathing? Yes. <laughs> uh, this is a really thorough list. Oh, yeah. I was very happy when I found this because yeah. it was, all jokes aside, it was very precise. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it will still be a silly answer because it's BuzzFeed and that's why totally. we're doing it. But yeah. do you know you can kill a zombie? Yes. Can you sew? Yes. Could you kill a zombie that was once your family member? That's a good question. Yes, but I would be really hard. It would be really hard. Could you kill a zombie Derek? Yeah. It says zombie friend, but I'm just like, <laughs> I'll pick one at random that people from the podcast would know. I'm, uh, it seems like I'm less upset about that than I am about killing my family. Derek? Oh, yeah, no problem. Ain't but yeah. a thing. Well, he is a zombie. Yeah, so exactly. well and that's the thing like even the family member they're a zombie it's them or me yeah yeah uh could you kill a zombie shannon <sighs> yes but again i would feel awful if you knew someone who was infected would you kill them before they turn <laughs> oh no no, I don't think I would. If an infected person asked you to kill them before they turned, would you? Oh, man. I don't like these questions anymore. Um, <laughs> yes. If the infection was in someone's limb and you had to chop it off, would you? Yeah. If the infection was in your limb, would you chop it off? I'd have to build a tourniquet first. Yeah. <laughs> so you're screwed. Yeah. You can't even, you don't even use a sword, Dave. You'd have to like bow and arrow it off. That'd be terrible. Yeah, I would. Uh, would you kill a person to get their supplies? No. Would you kill an uninfected person if they were threatening you or your group? I'm going to say Yes. I don't know. Some of these don't have the context, but like if they're threatening me with a gun or something, then yeah. Like if it's a self-defense thing, yes. Okay. Would you eat uninfected human flesh? Oh. Yes. Would you eat the uninfected flesh of someone you knew? Oh my god. It's like that movie Alive. Uh, but that's exactly it. It's it's survival, yes. If I had to, last desperate times, last resort, yes. So you, you would kill Neil and then eat Neil if Eventually, he didn't turn. Once right. I ran out of food. Oh, I mean, right. it, it's not like I'd be eating. It's like, well, I've got these steaks I can fry up, but let's have Neil instead. <laughs> I'm actually impressed at how this is the longest end lore by far. Yeah, oh, for sure. Because... My goodness. It's actually, we're almost done, by the way. I can okay. see the end. We have I six I kind of left. figured. I mean, if we're getting into the really ethical questions here, then that, you know, yeah, I feel I feel like we'd be close, but. Would you kill and eat an uninfected human if you had to? This directly ties into my joke about Neil. Um, no. 
Okay. Would you never stop searching for a cure? No. Wait. Would I never stop searching for a cure? Right. No. No, I think eventually I'd just accept that it was part of the life. Would you kill anyone you had to to get a cure? No. Would you travel as far as you had to to get a cure? Yes. Would you test a cure even if it meant risking your own life? No. If you were infected, would you kill yourself? Yes. Uh, you will last over a year. Oh! <laughs> How very specific. <laughs> <laughs> like, all these questions, like, well... You've got a good chance of lasting more than 12 months. After that, we can't tell you. Well, I think part of it does have to do with some of that uh, valuing all human life. You don't, but you would protect your family. You also don't know how to make a tourniquet, so groups aren't great. You can't trap game. I I am positive that you not knowing how to forage probably affects that a bit. But also I'm giving BuzzFeed a lot of credit. I'm sure it's probably just based on the number of things you clicked off. That would be my guess. And, and, you know, it's it's, when it's a yes and no question, it's it's, without any explanation, it's so hard, right? Yeah, but we, like we were talking about off air, I did find a quiz that was all hypothetical situations that we could have done, but it would have literally been a two-hour podcast of Dave going through moral quandaries about hypothetical zombie situations. Exactly. So instead, we'll just do a 20-minute Enlore and call it good. Yeah, that's all it. Right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that Enlore. 